0: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't
1: a road trip. It was just a really long drive.
0: Bottom ba At participating McDonald's.
1: How dare we not trust ourselves? We're full of wonder, creativity, great ideas. How would I not trust myself to follow that stuff through? Like, why would I even be given the idea of something great? if it's not supposed to, like, come to fruition. Hey, everyone.
0: Welcome to Human to Human, a space to reimagine self-love, strengthen interpersonal relationships, and peel back the layers of the human experience, one conversation at a time. Brought to you by the Revolt Podcast Network. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and I am so excited for you guys to be here for this episode. This episode's guest is singer, songwriter, actress, mother, and new author, Kelly Rowland. Kelly and I got human to human about self-trust and the truth of how long it takes to develop that, because it does take time. We also talked about adding new titles to our careers, not being afraid to ask questions, and how the fear of looking stupid will always hold you back. (laughs) I have to laugh about that one, y'all, because even though we know it's true, we still do it. All right, so in every episode, I like to share a song to add to your playlist, a book to check out, and a reflection question inspired by the episode you're about to hear. So, let's get into it. This episode's Song of the Week is Flowers by Kelly Rowland. This week's book is Always With You, Always With Me, Kelly's new book. And while you're listening, reflect on this question. Who can you reach out to this week to teach you something new? Whether it's in your career or personal development, whatever it is, think about that person, and after this episode, I hope you reach out to them and take that next step into pouring into yourself. Now let's get human, human with Kelly Rowland. I am so excited to have our guests on today. Powerhouse musical artist, actress, and author Kelly Rowland, which I'm not going to lie. I'm loving how author rolls off my tongue. It feels really good. I hope it feels good to you. Thanks for being on the show. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much. So
1: happy yeah. to be here.
0: Right, right. I'm just, I'm loving As I'm as I'm having the moment to talk through your book and the new things happening in your career, it's easy for me to say, okay, if externally she has all these pivots and changes, how is it affecting her internally? How's her human experience going through that? Right. And so I'd love to start with as you've been changing a lot of your careers or let me not say changing, pivoting and adding to your Mm -hmm. long resume. How -hmm. has that been for you um, internally? What are some ideas you've had to change about
1: yourself through this process? Um, one, it's all been really awesome because it's all in a space of creativity. And I feel like, um, in pivoting creatively, it's still a way to exercise that muscle, which is still allowing me to have you know, it, it makes me happy, it makes me full of joy, it makes yeah. me feel like I'm still bringing things forward. Yeah. And, um, I'm moving forward and pushing and challenging myself and asking myself all these questions. Cause I, I remember like, you know, doing things in the process would be like, okay, I did it. I wanna make sure I'm doing it right. And it wasn't really like being lost in the joy of the process. Mm. So, with the process of any and everything that I'm doing right now, I'm making sure that I learn about every tier of whatever it might be. So with like the children's book I just put out and starting it, Um, I didn't know anything about children's books, but I knew that this idea that my co-author Jessica McKay had resonated with me because I'm a working mom, my son deals with his emotions with me leaving home and you know not seeing me for days or weeks or a month at a time that has happened, Mm -hmm. Um, and what that emotion was like for me. And I'd never seen a book like that. Okay, let's talk about it. Oh, well, one, it's a Black family. Have to have the Black family represented in the book. Well, what is the woman doing? What is is her, you know, motivation? What is she, you know, giving? What is she going to show the next generation? Everything had intention. And I feel like, If everything that I'm doing has intention, it has to manifest itself in a way that is bigger and beyond me. That's how, you know, you're doing things that don't have anything to do with you. You're just a part, a little part of the process. And I want to remain humble in that way, because even though I'm given the idea to execute it's trusting myself. And I want to trust myself wholeheartedly to where there's behind every part of it.
0: Yeah. I, first of all, mm.
1: <clears throat> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just like ah
0: there's so much to to unpack there. I want to first highlight you mentioned doing things right, right? And mm-hmm. that's something that I strongly have had to unlearn the right and wrongness of things. So I'd love to ask you wh- how has your definition of right and wrong changed over time?
1: Um for me it was right if it was being um looked at uh from everyone else as it being this, you know, success. You know what I mean I have to see it as success you know what I mean if I don't see it as success and what I've done in this project is a, a success to me how will it come forth later like that you know what I mean anyone else I think that people can see success when you put something great out like I just ran past this picture um of B uh during um you know, you that you cause that conversation. <laughs> like I'm just having a brain fart right now. The record, but um, um I go off, I go off, I go, yeah, I go hard. Whole mm-hmm. era, uh, yeah, was so intentional for her, and mm. it empowered a whole bunch of folks because I know her, I know her brain, I know how everything was so fine-tuned and meticulous, and it was things going off in her brain mm-hmm. that was just it was she knew the assignment she yeah. it was bigger than her and she always <laughs> operates like that and yeah. it's the quality of her that I admire so much mm. um and I was like I'm gonna hone in on that yeah I love it, you know what I mean just wow. by watching so okay. I think that you can see when people have the same thing with Shonda Rhimes Shonda mm. Rhimes intention you know what I mean um you could just tell the intention is different with uh Rihanna and Fenty her intention is different you could tell yeah like, oh. it hits it's Yes. Everyone is seen. So it's just interesting yes. to see what people's intention is, how it's put into things and how it manifests itself in such a great, big way.
0: Love that. It's it's so interesting because when somebody is in that creative bubble, as much as they know, this is not for me and my intention is here, you never know how it's going to land. And so those examples you just named, who are all amazing black women who have literally change courses, right. Of, of people's view of themselves, a view of others. You're mm-hmm. like, wow, all of that happened, like in their brain, uh, <laughs> it's uh-huh. in their mind, in their heart. So it's, it's really a, 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 wonderful thing that you, you list of those women. And also that, you know, that you contribute to that list that you should know from, from us and, and from other people that you contribute to that list. So, you know, Absolutely. congratulations exactly. to continue. Yeah.
1: you every woman contributes to their list it's it's not like just celebrities you know what I mean like I I think I mean now she's a celebrity but um is it Jada Jada I don't know how to pronounce Nova Jada Jada. Sheaves Jada Jada Jada. she's um an influencer now but she started her business at what 18 16 years old oh wow okay like just by selling weaves and wigs and she's just like upgraded herself, like herself. She upgraded herself yes. in a way that's just remarkable. Or Drea, who started Men's Swim. You know what I mean? No one was thinking about swimsuits in a way that she's executing them. Like everybody in yeah. space. I think that there was this time in space where people would put Black women in a box and say, well, there's only space for one. And that's bull. They mm. just had to get us to do that so that we could bicker amongst each other. Yeah. Now when everybody's creating all these beautiful lanes, you got... Yeah. Alicia doing skincare and, you know, Gabrielle doing hair care and, (laughs) like, there's space for everybody to be great and us to support each other all in the same bubble and be great together and get this bread together. (laughs) it's really the championship
0: for me. It's really the (laughs) championing for me. It is just the list you're naming, the friends that are popping in my head, as you're saying, it. I'm like, God, I just love my friends. And I'm so happy for them. The text I'm going to send out after this, you know, you're just like, we can keep going, keep doing it. I love that. And I love that you have that for yourself and for others. And I think sometimes when we run up against those new parts of ourselves, those new challenges, we want to in our careers, there are, there are limitations we run up against. Right. And I'd love to know where, where you felt, oh, wow. Okay. I'm limited in this space. This is where I need to lean on for help first. Where, where were some of those places that you're like, okay, I have to lean on in in all the different places you branched out from, from motherhood to career from, you know, next steps in producing to, to acting. Where did you start saying, okay, I've
1: got to lean on help. I need help here. So um, I remember um, doing the third installment of my Christmas movies with Lifetime. And even still, like even how that came about, that was another woman empowering me and just telling me that I was going to EP a project i didn't know anything about you know i mean well i made the story of course it was a story of my life but she was like no you'll you'll ep it and you'll make sure that everything goes right i'm like i don't know anything about EPing, so i called on the help of some mm-hmm. other women and um then the third installment i realized i needed i needed something different and i called on uh Larita jones and she's been in this business for years and she's smart and everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light she's brilliant and no one has anything bad to say about this woman like she's so brilliant i was like Can you EP this with me? I was so excited Mm -hmm. um, because it was, I knew it was a a time for me to learn more at that time. Mm -hmm. And I had so many questions, and she answers questions so incredibly smart and asks the questions that sometimes are uncomfortable. But she's like, no, we ask them anyways. And I was like, that's right. She's like, because when you ask them, you get an answer on the other side. That's the best part. And I was like, yes you're right. And I just realized I just needed all of her wisdom. I literally want her next to me all the time. I just mm-hmm. think, oh, brilliant. but I asked the women around me, that's mm-hmm. it. Like there was a girlfriend of mine. Um, I just asked about a new pro a new project that I'm really excited about, but I I need more information. And I was like, can we talk next week? She's like, sure. You know what I mean? I, I have so many different things that are running through my brain, but I have to ask if yeah. I don't know the answer I think yeah. that you know for a while I was like well if if I don't know they'll know that I don't know <laughs> and then I'm just saying don't know ism and then I just don't know I yeah. still don't know though <laughs> it's, not, it's not enough to not know but like yeah then where does that get you you know what I mean uh-huh. with a a, a, a idle idea that is sitting and it's not manifesting but you were also given the gift mm. of the, the 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 genius my someone that I know says um The genius is when you get the idea. So, sorry. He said, sorry, my bad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just excited to share. I love it. I love it. He said, it's one thing to have an idea. The genius behind the idea is the execution of it. That is everything. Mm. So, so can we, so, so let's give
0: some tools on the execution, right? Because that's such an honest thing we have to talk about. When we when we are in our silos, and especially, you know, the pandemic definitely broke us open in this space where it's like, I don't want everyone to know the things I don't know, which is really sad that we have stopped raising our hand, right? I don't know what school did to us, but after a while, you're like, mm, I don't want you to know, I don't know, which is so unfortunate because somehow we thought we were supposed to stop learning after what, 22 Right. This is a lifelong journey of learning, right? And so for you right. to express that and be open about that, can we talk about
1: what is in your execution toolbox? Uh, qu- asking the questions, mm-hmm. um, uh, a five, like uh, a five list for the week for me. Have I spoken to this person? Did I get an answer? Did I follow up? Um, um uh, who knew? Do, do I need to reach out to to see this through? Um, mm-hmm. It's more so your follow up game. Your follow up game is everything. Just just say that. That's follow-up it. Everything and with um, confidence. Yes. 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 The truth is, is when we look at ourselves in the mirror at the end of the day and you say, did I do everything it was in my day to be as successful as I wanted to be in whatever aspect it is, motherhood, work, wife, whatever it is. And if you can say, yes, you are doing a damn thing. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) So what's something that you avoid telling yourself when you are looking in the mirror, having one of those moments of, Okay, Kelly, I can do this. I can ask, I can, you know, whatever, but, but we all have those self talks that we are still working through some, some of us are working, you know, right, right. So, so hand is raised. (laughs) and, And there are moments when I don't know something I'm surprised. I don't know. I'm like, dang, I can't believe you still don't know that. Right. And I'm working through that. Because um, that is so unfair to, to yeah. say, I can't believe you still don't know. So for you, do you have those words or those sentences you've said, avoid that
1: when you are in your process of learning? Mm, it's um. I've had to get out of the what if, what if mm-hmm. phase. Cause it's sometimes a what if that will throw you off. Like, well, are they gonna take your phone call? What? And then I'm like, then the other part of me goes, yeah, they're gonna take your phone home. <laughs> you know, but I did have that time where I actually thought that. Like it's yes. like, and it's not because of like s- fame or nothing like that. It's more so I have something great to share. If I have something great to share and I communicate it and express it the way I'm supposed to, and I talk about it with passion and zeal, then yeah, yeah we're both lucky to be on this phone call. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes our like identity, like, it's trapped in like old stuff, and like I, I have to check myself too. It happens, mm-hmm. and you know, you just have to remind yourself. I remember my best friend called me. She's like, "You better tell them who the you are." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about your friend group. I would like to be added to the group
0: chat. I just would like to be added. I mean, what? This is the group chat of, I am loving it. I love how quickly you're able to pull from those chats, from those friends, from those people. And you even just hinted on something so wonderful. What are you currently unlearning right now? What am I currently
1: unlearning? Uh, The noise, that noise. I'm currently unlearning noise. And the noise is the what if. The noise is the... Are you sure you know how to communicate that? Because I had this whole thing where I was like, "Do I know how to communicate properly?" Well, I'm learning how to communicate properly. Um, it was, yeah, that that stuff yeah. that is the opposite of what God tells you who you are. Yeah. If God tells me I'm all these wonderful things, how can I be this thing that is trying to ring so loud? But that thing be ringing loud, so loud. It? I mean, it'd be a so loud, loud clock. <laughs>
0: like is my alarm on
1: (laughs) (laughs) trying to like mute that stuff is crazy but I mean if it's been with you for as long as you've been living Mm. it's gonna be loud and it's cool to to say okay you're loud but I need to cut you down yeah and um and know the difference because that's I, I think that I got it and I actually got that from one of my best friends in Houston she said she remembers her daughter coming home from school and saying, "You know, um, the enemy tried to tell me that I was not pretty today." And she was like, "Well, what did you think in your head?" She was like, "Well, I knew it was a lie because that's not what God says." Hmm. And you know, God says, "Um." And she goes to a scripture. You know what I mean? So it's however you get through it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to know that that's not the real thing. It's yeah. just the noise.
0: And and have you ever had moments where? You know the noise gets familiar, right? It gets comfortable, mm-hmm. and then to reject the noise and be so honest and open and willing to be like, I'm evolving past the noise. Have you had moments
1: when you were like, the noise is comforting, I might keep you around? Yeah, in my yes, in my teens, in my twenties, <laughs> yeah, in some of my thirties, and yeah. in my forties, it's like, Mm-mm, you, got Mm-mm. To- you got you were to- to- taking up. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it, I felt it. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, mm-mm, make a top that noise. It's, it's too, you got too many ideas. You got too many things you like sitting mm. on thinking about. And I, I literally watched the way, I watched the way Jay moves, Jay, Jay Zed. I, I, mm. I think he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. And he moves in silence, power, and greatness. It's like nothing, it's nothing boastful about it. It's just knowing the the work, mm. you know what I mean? And what you bring to the table. And that's important. Yeah.
0: So I'm, I'm going to synthesize that a bit and say that it's okay to take time to develop the knowing, right? Because you really just gave us some, hey, y'all in my thirties, I still dealt with it. I'm in my thirties. And there are moments that I'm like, I would like to move past this, like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, hold on, it stays this is still a learning journey. And I, and I'm sharing that because I believe even the audience there, we're all learning through something and we expect ourselves to be past certain levels. I think therapy has helped that too, but I love that you were hand raised, hands are raised by the way. (laughs) So we support therapy here. Um, But, but for you to express, yes, it took twenties, it took some teens, it took some of the thirties. And now you said, bet we're done with that, but it took time
1: Yeah. And P.S. is going to rear its ugly head at some point or another. And it's not to say that it don't happen like on the daily. I still have those moments like I literally was texting someone who is like really, really important that I need to be texting or talking to on my list. But I'm like, well, they're just so busy. Well, what if they don't read it? Of course they're going to read it. Like (laughs) I hear this stuff all the time. And it's like it's it's there. It should be there. To like, it shouldn't be there, period, but it should almost be a, the driving force mm. like, up to because it's like, it actually plays as a double edged sword because it's like, if you're that much closer to that greatness, everything is going to talk you out of it. You know what I mean? Moment of silence for the
0: greatness people. I do know what you mean. I do know what you mean. And we have got to sit in that,
1: <laughs> we got to sit in it. Continue, with Kelly. That was great. Continue, but you know, you know what I mean. I do. Like, it I seems really like do. The most you are to it. Like, the more noise it is, and sometimes you're like there by yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you're there by yourself it's even harder you almost wish like someone was there to be like no you're making a great decision but it's the time you like actually lean on yourself the most
0: if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive at participating mcdonald's
1: Also and As Sarah Jakes would say, it's like being or getting comfortable in the discomfort of it all. Yeah. That is a really hard place to sit in. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And that circles back to what you said about the self-trust
0: and letting that be the highest voice. Right. And it's like, it's something that it just takes time. I think, again, we can have really high expectations of ourselves. I love how, how humans are. We're so beautiful and so imperfect. And yet we are just so hard on ourselves. Right. And it just makes no sense. I'm like, guys, but, but it's called a journey. And we're like, no, I was the one who was supposed to surpass that journey. Like, no, everyone has to go through it, yeah. you know? And so I just really appreciate that because I deeply know what you mean in terms of that aloneness of, oh, it's just my voice. I have to just trust this one. Just mine.
1: Just mine. Just yeah. mine. And I know for me, like I was raised by a woman, my mother, who didn't quite trust her voice. Hmm learned behavior. It's yeah. still happen. Yeah. So it's unlearning all of that kind of stuff too. You've seen it. Like I, I, I saw it happen, like right before my eyes, like every decision that was made, it was just like, like she made some great decisions and she made some decisions where she was like, Oh, I knew I shouldn't have made that decision, but I watched her make them. Mm-hmm. So you're watching it happen. Yeah.
0: Point, Did you appreciate watching her mistakes unfold?
1: And now that I'm an adult, yes. But like in that time I was like, why? (laughs) <laughs> but it's fine. I mean, my son is deaf. I, I, girlfriend of mine was like, Oh, just wait till you hear all the stuff. He's going to say about you. I was like, right. But it's so cool. I can't believe you just said it to me. She was like, well, just as sure you have stuff that you were, that was a challenge with your mom. Your son mm. is that with you. You have to understand you're, you're not going to be the perfect mother. I'm not the perfect mother. And she was like, but you will figure it out. And hopefully you will have humility along the way and show mm. humility and that adults make mistakes. Mm. And and you go from there. So we talked about, you
0: You kind of mentioned some of your limitations. What were some things that showed you your capacity and how much you maybe even surprised yourself in some of your pivots, and some of your new experiences? You can go from motherhood, you can go from career, you can go from being an author, any of those things. What surprised you about yourself?
1: Mm, I just kept learning. Like I, I like, it was the amount that I was learning like a day. I was like, "Whoa, this is a lot of information." And yeah. it was being able to like uh break down and process it all. I actually wish I would have wrote it down as I was doing it or yeah. as it was happening. Yeah. Cuz I think you continue to learn sometimes the same lesson if you haven't really grasped it. Um, but I think that um it was it was the amount of information I was still learning and what mm-hmm. I was like learning to trust about myself. Like, even this, like th- with the new project with fantasy football, as I'm watching. Marseille or Omari with their lines and how they take in things, how they communicate, how they listen in the, on the conversation and how, when I listen, it actually flows But Like you just are learning, you know yeah. what I mean? Like just continuously open to being a student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love
0: that. And I think it's just, yeah, it's so important that you got to see both sides. You're like, okay, this is where I need help. And this is where I'm always going to soar because we are in relationship with people. We are in the world with people. We're not here alone. And so it's just, Ooh, yeah, that that's that's really dope. Well, what is something that you've newly learned about yourself through a relationship, whether platonic or
1: romantic? Oh, well. That my husband is a G. <laughs> you better. Him for being married <laughs> to a woman that is learning how to communicate. Yeah, he because he is the. First man that I've ever truly trusted, um, he has to get the brunt of, <laughs> to bear the brunt mm-hmm. of all of that stuff. You know what I mean? Whether it's a daddy issue or whatever it is, but I'm grateful that he allows me grace. Yeah. Um, and I think he is an extraordinary human being because of that. For sure.
0: So as you are experiencing him, give you grace, does it show you, ah, this is where I can give other people grace more. Cause that communication thing is so serious. And as we get older, that's it. It's just communication. It, that's, that's the relationship. And it's, it's a hard learning curve for everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know? And so you're now having to experience yourself, watch somebody give you grace. And now how does that make
1: you feel with other people and the way they communicate towards you? Oh man. (laughs) One is that we're all doing the best with the tools that we have Yes, and it's a balance. I mean, for me, I'm learning that it's a balance because I'm an energy person and my energy gift, I'll say, which I think we all, a lot of women have this energy intuition gift. Um, We take in in the moment that you meet someone, whether their energy is uh, great or it's negative, it, it I, I used to uh, react off of that instead of. And if it was a bad energy, well, I won't say bad, but just people just have some challenging days. Not mismatched, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if it was an energy that didn't quite match up with mine at the time, I was immediately um, like taking on theirs by accident. Does that make sense? Like I would be in this bubbly mood and then I'd see theirs or, you know, try to, in my head to be like, nope, not going to take it on. And next thing I knew, because I'm focusing on it so much, I took it on. Yes. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. Um, and you're,
1: so, you're an empath, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: just, just <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like, God dog it. I did not <laughs> <that today."> so <laughs> yeah. I heard a quote and I think that's why I was so aware of it. I heard a quote that said, you have to remember to be the thermometer never let anyone change your temperature. You, you create the, the energy and the, 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 the weather in the room. Well, yeah, the, the temperature in the room. So yeah. I thought that was really dope of a quote. Um, but yeah, sometimes I just literally will be like, I'll leave. <laughs> I'll just, if it's too much for me, I will leave. Yeah. Because sometimes I just, I don't feel like I deserve it.
0: I, that's not what your energy can hold today
1: yeah I can't right? I can't because I don't know if mine might trump yours later and I might do or say something even worse like mm-hmm. I watched it happen in an airport three days ago I watched this woman to be like no go on into the other line it was the way she was expressing that to people and I'm sure she worked her butt off the whole day she was right oh and I get that It's just a different way you can talk to people. It's at night. Everybody's frustrated that people trying to get on the, the plane. People are trying to leave to go home. Yeah, I get it. But then I noticed it was like just traveling. And I noticed it from the people who were pushing the people in the wheelchair to the people who were taking your tickets to the people who were helping you put your stuff on the thing to go through the um, x-ray machine. It was just transferring all over the airport. But I met one girl. She was just as lovely as she could be. And she kept herself with her smile. I could see it through her mask. Her eyes were like lit up. And she was like, yes, ma'am, you go through this way. Da She was just so graceful with it. And when I got to the other side, I said, thank you for mm. not shifting your energy. I said, it's such crazy like energies like shooting through uh, through the airport. I said, this specific part, I was like, and you just kept so focused. I was like, it just goes to show what an incredible grace you are. Like, we need you. Thank you so much. And she said, thank you for saying that. <laughs> that is so beautiful. You gotta see people and give them their flowers when you can, you know? Yeah. but It was just crazy to see that. And I was like, I never wanna be a part of that.
0: Wow. I, I wonder, as we're, as we're talking about communication as well, when someone's giving you energy that you're like, I really can't do this today, do you communicate, hey, I can't do this today? Or do you yes. just remove yourself? Yes. Okay.
1: I don't know how to take that right now because I'm going through something myself. Mm. But what exactly are you saying? Because I don't know what it means. Like sometimes I can't hear the tone right because my tone is off. But I'll have to say that when I'm communicating right, right. So clear and they don't feel like it's them it's not necessary it might not necessarily be me or it might you know what I mean I don't know what happens but I'm like but by the way sometimes I'm just not that aware either it depends sometimes on right. the day because <laughs> we're still human exactly <laughs> I'm like sometimes I'm just not that energy aware I'm like you know what <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if, if, if the honest of truth was a sound uh, would be it? Yes, would be it. It is uh, yes. <laughs> it. it, it's just—it's so true. Because one of the things I'm unlearning is like, and it's—it sucks. I can't be there for everyone. Mm-hmm. That hurt my. I I liked being there for everyone, but also there's something I'm having to learn through that. You know, what is that? Where does that stem from? Is there some kind of people pleasing there? So there's there's a whole other journey there, right? Mm-hmm. And learning I can't be there for everyone because. Our energies aren't always aligned at the same time. Sometimes what I'm able to express isn't the right time to hear. You know, you can't take it. And then sometimes what you're able to express, I can't take it. Just in that, And we have to protect each other in that way. And that does require a new level of communication that sometimes hurts, you know, our friends' feelings. So, and I always, I see how expressive you are.
1: Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: about your friendships and how loud you are and that's how i just love my friends so much i'm so i love my family you know you just love the people that god was like hey you're gonna do life with these people i'm like yes. that you saw son- me yes. so, yes. so i watch you in that same expressiveness i'm like how does she maneuver you know what friend are you now versus the friend you are in your 20s
1: yeah i mean in my 20s if i'm being very transparent Um, in my twenties, I was still going through finding myself, you know what I mean? So in finding myself, I think that, and I, I, I think that I was like, I was happy for my girlfriends, but I was also like, why can't I, I, I was seeing more and feeling more for myself. So if I saw them doing something great, as happy as I was, I was just wondering where was my footing in it all? Like, am I losing my? If they were, you know what I mean? I'm like, where am I? You know, and that's, I mean, all of my girlfriends are doing great things. You know what I mean? So I think in your 20s, you compare too much. Yeah. So I was comparing too much and I couldn't see what was already on the inside of me. You know, so I think that when you're so busy comparing and looking at other things, of course, you're going to be distracted. It's going to make you slower to get to the goals that you have for yourself it just makes the race that much longer because you're not focused on an end goal. You focus on somebody else's stuff.
0: Yeah. I, I wonder, can we add to people's tool belt on when to take their eyes off of other people? How did you finally take your eyes off? Cause it, it's a really, that's a part of the journey too. That's a, you know, we're in comparison culture, right? Where it yeah. is just being down our throats and we're in information culture at the same time. And those things are both happening. And we're also expecting everybody no but also do you it's like hold up we gotta we gotta be real about the tools do we have the tools to be us so for you what what was that shift
1: um it was titan it was titan Hmm. the fact that he was looking at just me he looked at just me my husband also motivated that he was looking at just me um family definitely changed my life for the better, um, in a way where it forced me to look at myself. And I think that when I said, Ooh, you about to turn 30, what you doing with yourself? (laughs) It's literally what I said, like, wait, you, you about to turn 30, what are you doing? Like, ain't nobody else look like, ain't nobody else like looking like that. Like you gotta, let's, what are we doing here? Yeah. It was that, it was yeah. the real question. Like, what are we
0: doing here? It was, I'm not going to lie to myself. I'm going to mm-hmm. go ahead and tell myself the truth. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel you. I feel you. We have uh, something we call the honest, honest gems on the show, honest gems segment. And so I'd love to ask you three quick questions. What is something that they don't really tell us about marriage?
1: They say that it's hard, but they don't say how it's hard. And I think that they they don't say that you are a part of the challenge. (laughs) They don't tell you that you're a part of the challenge. They don't tell you um, about the communication part. What else don't they tell you about marriage? Um, That you should stay best friends. They don't don't tell you like, you need to have date night. You need to like hang out. Like me and Tim went to a um, new edition concert. And we were in there like we were like we were doing MC Hammer, like like like, <laughs> like you're supposed to be silly. Like you're supposed right. to like have this person as like your best friend, like talk about anything, even when it's hard and it's mm. goofy. And it's like you're supposed to experience all these different emotions with that that person. I, I think that I had this moment where I just wanted to be so perfect for Tim all the time. That's not real. <laughs> it's not it's not real at all. And I. I, um, had to, and have had to just strip that away, you know? So,
0: yeah, I learned a little bit through your interview of talking about when Tim kind of basically told you he was the one for you and you were like, "Mm, give me a second. And, And I feel like people have this idea that when women meet a guy that is wonderful for them. They're like, oh my God, wife me up. I'm like, no, women also have a challenge coming around because we're all human beings and we're all afraid of falling. That's why it's called falling in love. I am I'm about to lose all control and fall for you. I know what that means. Give me a second. And how did you finally come to terms with this is my man? And now I'm about I gotta fall. Like push me, I'm I'm gone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, one, like I said, that he's like the only man that I've ever trusted. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, I think that w- another thing was definitely. Definitely his, um, just how, how much he loves, like his heart is such a a big heart. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was a big one for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Another question I have for you is what is something they don't tell us about motherhood?
1: Oh my gosh. Something that they don't tell us about motherhood Mm -hmm. would be. Um it consumes you (laughs) it's it's ever consuming like it never goes off your brain their schedule what they're doing how they're feeling emotions um it's ever consuming Mm. um but in the most beautiful way Mm. um that you're going to make mistakes they never tell you you're going to make mistakes it's just like, it's like, oh, the mother, the mother is perfect. And the mother is this. No, that's bullcrap. Yep. <laughs> Mother's going to make mistakes by default. Yeah. It's not like intentional. You don't intentionally like mean to hurt your child. You know what I mean? You don't intentionally mean to bring them trauma. You don't intentionally mm-hmm. do that. Mm-hmm. I think that um, you want them to be the best version of themselves they don't tell you that sometimes you operate off of fear, you know, um, in being a mother, they don't tell you that. They don't tell you that um, when they're, this is me personally, (laughs) like in school, I was, um, I liked school, but I I wish my mom would have motivated me just a little bit more. And my grades would have been like a little bit better. Um, So I grew up with this complex that I wasn't smart. So I'm so, obsessed with titan being smart
0: mm.
1: and his dad will see where i'm like well did you finish this what did you practice on your letters for this well what is this equal like it's like it's he's mm. like give him a break baby give him a break tell him time out like it's, it's cool he's got it and yeah. i'm like okay so your fears by accident sometimes it happens yeah. so it's checking yourself and i'm grateful yeah. Just don't be
0: checking me. <laughs> right. Oh my God, Kelly, I have the same. I grew up with the same complex. Really? I yeah, it's the one. I'm. I mean, I'm two years into therapy, and I started with, "Hey, these are the four things I got to work out. I want my self trust on 15." And she's like, "We're already. Tr- you're already tripping because you now have a number. Up. Uh, that's not what it's going to be." And and she has really taught me to stop equating those things. But one of the biggest mm-hmm. things for me was, I don't know if. I feel like I have to prove I'm smart because I think some something in me told me "Mm," it was the AP classes I took that I was like, let me prove I need this." I don't. What is AP doing? What did it do?
1: (laughs) You know, what did it
0: really do? But I had to take every class I had to make sure. And wow, just to hear that. It's it's something that, you know, there was some deep, deep shame there with that, because I was like, this is weird. Like, you know, you're smart. Why do you keep what is this? Right.
1: Right. That was a big one for me. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. The motherhood is awesome. It really is. Yeah. yeah.
0: Lastly, what is something they don't tell us about losing a parent?
1: That you feel it forever. Um, It's um, specific um, holidays for me, one being Valentine's Day, my birthday, and Christmas. And I think. Oh, sorry, I'm emotional. I miss my mom the most when I don't have her to mother me um when I'm mothering Titan or I'm with Noah um but I want her to mother me. You always miss that yeah yeah, yeah. the hold is is something else the hold um I just actually heard her voice the other day in my head. And I was like, oh, my God, that was awesome to hear it again. <laughs> it was awesome to hear it. Like, and and um, I remember when I, I lost her, uh, my mom was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful um, at signing, uh, hand, uh, sign language. And mm-hmm. um, he said, every time you see someone sign, you should know that your mom um, being there next to you, close to you. And I do believe that. But it happens at the most random times. And that's how her presence is. I think she's always around the boys. She's always protecting them. Always protecting me. But I know she's really probably just
0: When something happens to your kitchen, you might say. This is ludicrous. But
1: that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's
0: right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation,
1: like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
0: State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
1: Right on their toes. <laughs> right on their heels, like wherever they go. Um, but I do feel like um, she's, she's with us. Mm. I can sometimes feel her, hear her. Yeah.
0: I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. And and when 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 we lose a parent, that's a really big experience that I think that people in our lives, no one ever really knows how to show up for people during that, right? I just had a friend lose somebody. And and as much as I think I'm like this really great friend, I don't know if I did a good job or not, right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't we don't know. And so if you don't mind sharing some tools that you think people can really hold on to when someone in their life loses someone that's important, whether it's their family member or a friend or whoever they lose. How, how do people show up? How do you wish people showed up? Or how do you, know?
1: you know? Honestly, like, I, um, I wish actually more of my friends would ask mm-hmm. me. I think they, they know that I'm like, I'm going, I'm moving, I'm this, I'm that. And I think they even know if I were to sit still enough the way I just did. And thank you for allowing me that space. To actually do that, like I would shed tears. They don't like to see me cry. <laughs> you Aww, know what I mean? My yeah. friends don't like to see me cry. Yeah. Like that happened with uh, La one day. I was doing something and she was in the middle of filming. And I was like, she didn't call me for my birthday. And She's like, <laughs> she was Ooh, she angry because <laughs> yeah. she was on. She was and I didn't know she was on set, but she was getting ready to go to set. But she was mad she couldn't be here. Like really, like. She was like, I just want to pick something up. Like she was mad. She couldn't. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the part of the, that's the great part of the friend. That's like, I can't carry this for you. You know what I mean? It's like nothing they can do. You feel helpless as a friend. And my sister Angie just did the same thing. And I know she's like, before Mother's Day, she's going to be like, what are we doing for Mother's Day? (laughs) (laughs) To protect, (laughs) yeah. She's like, what are we doing for Mother's Day? Like that's, she's going to ask, but she'll be too nervous to say, are you okay? You know what I mean? Like talk about it. Like she's, she's just, her heart is just so good. Everything about her. So she'll, it'll really take a lot for her to ask me about my mom.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But you would prefer that, right? You would prefer, it's okay for us to ask and go through those pains and be okay. And to sit in it because you're not asking your friends to do anything. You just want them to be there
1: yeah the only thing is they have to be comfortable and be in there too because they're comfortable to release if you need to
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so you know i don't i never want them or want to put them in a place where they don't feel comfortable to do that and they they know they're comfortable but i they have to be cool with it too Yeah, no, it it is that you provide for each other
0: yeah we we as loved ones. We want to fix our people. We, and we don't want to like watch them be broken. We're like, no, I'm a solution. I can. And it's like, no guys, we have to break for. <laughs> right. Yeah. True. Yeah. That, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate it. I want to make a pivot into your incredible new book. Like I said, I'm loving how author sounds on you. Thanks. It's it's really, really amazing. So Always With You, Always With Me, your latest book that you wrote with Jessica McKay. Tell me a little bit about it and why you are so excited to share it with the world.
1: Well, always with you, always with me is a sweet story uh, between a mother and her son and the dynamics of what happens as far as emotions um, of what happens during the time where she has to depart for work and the child has to depart for school and um, what those dynamics are like. Um, For me, this is a very real story because this is my life. I'm a working mom and um, I'm shooting a movie right now literally have to leave tomorrow to go Mm to go start back filming. And sure enough, Titan is going to say, well, when are you coming back? Well, when am I gonna see you? Well, I miss you? Well, how long do you have to be gone? Do you have to go the whole time? It's so many questions. So it's like that. And PS, the mother feels the same emotions. I think that sometimes in books with kids, it's just focused on the kids. This one's focused on the dynamic of the bond. And that's what I love the most about it. Myself and Jessica were so intentional with that. And of course, intentional with who our characters are, how they look, um, how we are represented, um, the the sweetness there is, yes, between look, yes. a black boy and his mother. And um, it's just beautiful. I'm really proud of this story. And the the chorus of the book was something that we were so incredibly like intentional about because I feel like just like in songs, that's the part you remember. Yeah, it was so cool. A couple of weeks back, I read this the book to Titans class. By the time we got to Friday, because the book focuses on the days of the week with you know this story, by the time we got to Friday, the class was I was hearing like whispers of the the chorus of the book. The last page, they knew it. I was like, we did it! We did it! Yes! (laughs) Such a good feeling because that was something that we were so focused on. And we wanted that because... When kids are experiencing this big emotion, they can think about it. When I leave for work, you may think I'm not around, but if you look closely, you'll see I can be found. Traces of magic here and there show that we're in an inseparable pair. Always with you, always with you, always with you, always with me, mommy and child together will be. Like, that's real. I say that of my mom now. You know what I mean? Her magic traces will forever be a part of me. You know what I mean? And the, the, the bond that we share forever apart. So. It's a really beautiful book. I'm so proud.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. And I love how you describe that. And even with your last sentence that you just said, how are you reparenting yourself through parenting your, your two boys?
1: Reparenting
0: yourself. (laughs) Well, well, when you have moments of I need to now communicate how long I'm gonna be gone, when I'm leaving. I, I I heard that you leave notes in their lunchboxes. To me, I'm like, oh, she's she's giving them things that either she didn't have, things she wished she had, things she would like, you know, she wants to communicate in a different way. So to me, you're reparenting yourself. Yeah. You but I don't I'm I don't want to assume. Yeah. No, oh, no, oh, you're right. Right. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. um, I know I I do I do that with the boys. Um, it's just for me. Communicating is a big thing in my life. It always comes up in every single thing that I do. It's just reminding myself to communicate with myself, communicate with my husband, communicate with my kids, communicate to my staff, communicate to the people I'm doing business with. Um, I, I think that it's just important to do that because then you're clear. You're crystal clear. I, I never want my son to say, well, I don't know where my mom is. Mm. I don't want that for him. Um, I want him to say, oh, well, my mom's in Africa. She has a really busy day and she's shooting this and she's doing this. Like he knows it's not an unknowing for him mm. on the calendar, on the refrigerator. It's OK. Well, mommy comes back. Is There's a line. The line. Mommy's gone this whole time. Where is she? She's in South Africa. What is she doing? She's shooting a campaign. Where else will she be? After that, she's going to this place. He knows my schedule. He knows it. everywhere that I am. I love that, is it. So <laughs> that is so powerful.
0: That is so powerful. And on the heels of you publicly talking about being estranged from your father, which I can't lie to you, Kelly, I was really surprised. Maybe you haven't talked about that a lot, but I also just, maybe the way you express yourself, mm-hmm. I made an assumption that this is probably how she was experiencing expression in her family, right? And so for you to have talked about being estranged from your dad, what now have you learned about him that... <sighs> has, you know, got you so much closer to him and closer to your boys?
1: Oh, one, he's so awesome. He's mm-hmm. such a really sweet man. And I'm so happy that I jumped. Um, I'm happy that I also did the work before meeting him, I, like my self-work and also understanding that um, I knew it was a possibility that I wouldn't talk to him. And I know it was a possibility that I would, I know it was a possibility that he could possibly not want to talk to me. And I know it was a possibility that he did want to talk to me. Like, these are all questions. Like I had to ask myself before the final meeting, you know, and the final decision was made to meet him yeah. and, um, just getting to know him and him just simply explaining how his father didn't know how to be a father to him. You know, and how that stuff is cyclical, and it will rear its ugly head in every generation if we allow it to. And a lot of that is not um, our fault ancestrally. If that, like, is that a word? Um, because of our ancestry,
0: yes.
1: What has happened to us, and how families were split a- apart from each other for. We, we all know, I just hate talking about it because I will cry. This makes me so emotional these days. Yeah. Um, but what I will say is that it's really crazy to me that it actually unfolds like that or it's unfolded like that. And my, my understanding of him now is so much better that he's just a human. He's flawed like we all are. I can't expect just because he's my parent.
0: Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster?
1: or he's my father to just know everything know how to be a dad know how to communicate he hadn't a clue he hadn't a clue and in my head before I met him I thought that he did <laughs> you know what I mean but you can't assume everybody and just because he's, he's an adult doesn't mean he knows better
0: thanks for sharing that you really gave people permission for forgiveness there you know that's permission of forgiveness. And before we wrap, I just want to ask: What is the last thing you forgave yourself for for the first time?
1: Oh, I'm loving this interview. <laughs> We're loving I'm lo- you. Um, but I forgave You're myself for for the first time, or maybe repeating. Um, not trusting myself. Um. Oh, good. All good. Wow. That's so weird. <laughs> I just love that. Sorry. We have to allow ourselves grace because, but at the same time, I just feel like we know so much. And in a time where I feel like it's another generation, like my, my kids are looking at me, but it's even bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Like, how dare we not trust ourselves? We're full of wonder, creativity, great ideas how would I not trust myself to follow that stuff through like why would I even be given the idea of something great if it's not supposed to like come to fruition like and it's a whole list like I I look at human beings now and I'm like and and including like myself but I look at people I'm like we are just incredible pieces of creativity like if we're made from from Creating you creatively like how can we not be creative i said that in a room the other day i was like i just i look at this whole audience and i'm like it's more than a billion dollars in this room we just don't trust ourselves to see it through Mm. we're all waiting for that moment and our moment is right there we're looking at it right in the face but it's trusting ourselves to actually walk through it the discomfort the moment where we're like i'm not sure but if we just trust all of that and keep walking, keep our feet going, keep our head focused. I ain't looking at what's happening on the sides. Like that one Olympic swim. I remember watching this Olympic swimmer and I was like, why are you looking to the side? Why is he looking to the side? Come on, look for it, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you know, when you in your lane, like when you're in your lane and you stay in your lane, you like swimming your lane and you're going like full speed ahead. You can go as fast as you want to. You don't give a crap about who's next to you. You just going. You're going. And then you pushing it, and the only person I can coach you in that moment is yourself. Trust yourself. So I literally keep going. Okay, I'm gonna wake up. I'm gonna trust myself. What am I to trust myself in? And I'll write it all down. Trust yourself, Kelly Rowland, Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what is there left to say?
0: <laughs> I, I, my reaction was in my resident. I resonated so deeply with that. It's it's. It's the best new lesson and it's the best recurring lesson. It's really one of the best best lessons to hold on tightly because trust yourself leaps from so many other things. Go with that idea, your gut is telling you the truth. you you know it, it's one thing that leads to like 10 other 10 other brilliant things. And so I'm just yeah, really excited that you shared that. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It was such
1: an honor to have you on the show. Yo,
0: it amazing. was an honor to be
1: here. This is the best, best talk I've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I felt so transparent, like I could be transparent. So I allow you, thank you for allowing me the space to be transparent. I didn't feel a need to hold back. And sometimes I'm very like, yeah, <laughs> but this was very satisfying and necessary for me too. So thank you. You're so welcome.
0: Thanks so much for being part of the human, human family. Everybody, please check out Kelly's new book, Always With You, Always With Me. You heard her beautiful description. So please add this intention to your family home. And yeah. thank you guys for tuning into another episode of Human Human. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the Human to Human podcast and this episode with Kelly Roland. I told you, didn't I? This episode is why we do the show, so that we can all remember we all have doubts, but we are all in this together. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, and while you're at it, share this with someone you love or just someone you like, as long as you share it. Stay connected between episodes and follow us on Instagram at Human to Human with Stacey Ike. I'm your host, Stacey Ike, and remember, curiosity is the pathway to consciousness. So let's take the next step together. This episode was produced by executive producer Stacey Ike, producer Paris McCoy, and associate producers Henrietta Bayemi and Emma Jackson, audio engineer Brian Schaefer, theme music pieces by After the Fall, music released by Chill Out Records, post-production audio by The Revolt Podcast Network. And special thanks to our guests, supporters, and the entire team at Human to Human Productions.